And welcome to the shop. This is the uh, podcast by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette uh, Sports Department. We will be recapping week four football games. Henry, is it week four or is it week 18? We, we don't know. What I can gladly say is this Friday night we reached the halfway point regardless. That's right. I used to do the countdown. Five down, five to go, four down, whatever. Um, so we are at the halfway point this week. Conference play started last week. Had some eye-opening games for sure. Let's start down in Fayetteville. Rick, you were over there. Bentonville West 31, Fayetteville 28 in the rain. I would say slop, but they play on carpet, so there's no slop anymore. Absolutely exciting game on an absolutely miserable night. Uh, turnovers were definitely a factor, especially in the fourth quarter. It seemed like they fumble, interception. Uh, it was a battle of the backups. Both teams were missing their starting quarterbacks. I uh, kind of felt sorry for um, uh, Fayetteville a little bit. looked like they were coming back in the fourth quarter. And um, I think it was Colin, maybe Connor, uh, Flanagan kind of got stripped there stripped right from around behind, midfield. Correct. And this one, something I want to point out, one of the things I enjoy watching uh, the game from the sideline, you see things. And I saw uh, Darius Bowers was the first one to go over there and con- console Flanagan. You know, get your head up, don't worry about Flanagan really felt bad. He was back off there on the track, and Darius limped over there. He got a brace on his left I think knee. It, I, I think guess. it went from his waist to his shoe top, and that's yeah. the biggest brace I've ever seen, I think. Yeah, he got that big brace on. I, I don't know um, how long he's going to be out for. But there was um, it, it just a uh, uh, game of survival. And um, Benville West, you got to give him credit, coming there and winning that game, especially after a favorable come back with some momentum after being, being Bryant. But it was absolute. Miserable night. My raincoat still dripping uh, three days <laughs> later in the uh, utility room. Well, Hunter, is it Hunter Swoboda? Is that? Uh, yes. No, Hunter was the older brother. Yeah. This is Tucker Swoboda. Tucker Swoboda yes. um, had a big game for West on both sides of the ball. He yeah. had a you know big interception, interception. for a touchdown. And then also on the drive that put them ahead, had several you know big catches on that drive. He didn't, didn't catch the touchdown pass, but he had several big catches on that drive. Hey, let me add this, too. On such a miserable night, Jaden Jackson, who uh, um, I guess Arkansas, I'm not uh, criticizing recruiting, wanted him as defensive back. Jaden Jackson wants to play wide receiver. He's going to go to Ole Miss. He came up with one of the most fantastic catches I've ever seen. He did. He went above two defenders and somehow came down with that ball when it's raining cats and dogs and sheep and goats and 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 water moskins and everything else. I couldn't believe that he caught that ball. So he, he showed he if he wants to play wide receiver, uh, he's going to play wide receiver if I'm the coach. He had a good game. He had six catches, you know, in the rain. And now, yeah. You know, he had, that was a big catch. That was about a 30-yard catch he had. Yeah. That was the only real Set big catch field he goal. had. But he did have a touchdown catch yeah. in that game too, yeah. a little short touchdown pass. But, yeah, he, uh, he, he was, you know, that was he was significant in the game. He was, made a big contribution. For and him. he was limping before I was watching him. And he was kind of he was out there kind of limping around, but he gutted it out. And uh, he is quite the athlete, and it was quite the effort. So big, big, big win for West. Uh, the first win of the season for them, and it came at the right time. As, you know, conference play open. They got it on the road, so that gives West, um, a, you know, a significant. Uh, step up, you know, in the conference as far as, you know, beating the team that everybody, you know, considered to be the favorite along with West, Fayetteville. Um, they got three points out of it, which so we'll see how that adds up as, if, if playoff tiebreakers, you know, become a factor. And I think after seeing the games on Friday night, it would be surprising to me to see anybody go undefeated in, in the West. I don't think that's going to happen. 
I have kind of said it all along, Chip, that this year it is the most balanced that this conference has been in quite some time. I, I, I think, would agree, yep. Uh, five teams have a shot at this conference they championship. Do. They do. Between Bentonville, Bentonville West, Fayetteville, Springdale. And I said, Harbor, well, let's drop that down to four. Yeah. I think there definitely are four teams that, at least right now, appear to be separated from the rest of the pack in the conference. But, Paul, we're going to kick it over to you. Van Buren, you know, came back got a big win at Rogers uh, Friday night. So tell me a little bit about Van Buren. I haven't had a chance to see them play yet, but really, tell me about uh, them. I, t- I tell you what, uh, one thing about Friday and what they did Friday night, what they showed me Friday night is the fact that they were able to bounce back. I mean, this game was a bit of a roller coaster. They're up 16 to nothing. And you look up and then Rogers answers with 20 straight points. And about nine, with about nine minutes left in the third quarter, they're down. Van Buren is trailing. Well, Van Buren turns right back, gets the ball back, goes right back down the field and scores and doesn't allow another point the rest of the game. Uh, Casey Dick tells me afterward, he said, you know, the the one thing we talked about at halftime, because Rodgers had started to take the momentum there before, scored right before the half to make it 16-13. He said, you know, keep fighting. And he said that was the one thing he was really, really happy. The kids kept fighting. They didn't get down. Hey, and if Van Buren's going to make the playoffs, this, this is a game they had to win. Don't you agree? And probably win a couple more? Oh, I absolutely. I, I think this was a huge, huge game. You know, we're starting – started conference play. It's kind of funny to say that a game's a, almost a must win, but it really for, – for these two teams, you know, the Rodgers-Van Buren game was really a huge game. Mm-hmm. And I think you'll look back and see that it was a really big win for Van Buren. Well, no, I talked to Mike Lloyd the week before when they came back at Rogers to, to win that game against Parkview, and he was, you know, talking about culture change. That's a big, that's a big term that you know, a lot of coaches put out, throw out there. We're trying to change the culture and, you know, whatever. Well, I mean, Van Buren, boy, nobody had, you know, the culture they've had in the last few years as far as, you know, going winless and not mm-hmm. being competitive and just getting absolutely blown off the field. Casey Dick and those new coaches that they brought in at Van Buren have seemed to have gotten those kids at Van Buren to buy in. There again, there's another you know term, but they've gotten those kids to buy into what they're doing. And, and a lot of that comes is, is momentum. That started with them the first game of the season when they beat Alma, a team that had just, you know, a program that's just dominated them over recent years. So, you know, you can't, you know, you can't change culture and you can't change, you know, you can't get kids to buy in unless you prove to them on the field that you can win by doing what you have coached them to do. And Van Buren has been able to do that. I was down there for Van Buren and uh, Northside, and I talked to an older gentleman. He's older than I am, so he's like in his 70s. And I said, what do you think about these uh, new group of coaches? He said, man, I love their useful, their youthful enthusiasm. And you watch Casey Dick and his assistants up there. They're just like going 90 miles an hour, and they're patting the kids on the back and encourage them. So they don't have just some old guy standing out there, you know, with X and O's. So I think that rubs off, and I think the kids have really – uh, the whole town is kind of getting behind this program and Casey Dick. So let's go down a little bit lower in the classification ladder last week, and let's take a look at Greenland 25, Charleston 12. Now, that's not a game that we, anybody here would have picked. Nope. Charleston, perennial power, playing for state championships, you know, in, in every other year it seems like, made a deep run last year had come off of a absolutely crazy win against Ozark the week before on one of those 
flea flicker, hooking lateral, crazy four lateral plays to beat Ozark the week before. And they came up here Friday and absolutely Greenland just pounded them 25 to 12. Well, um, you know, we're not very smart. We don't get a lot of things right. But I love the headline in our Saturday paper, Greenland proves too stout for Charleston. That was reference to Hayden Stout, who scored four touchdowns. And I'm still uh, stunned that, uh, that Greenland beat them that badly and handled them that bad. Char, when you think of small school football, you used to think of Shiloh. Now it's uh, Charleston. And uh, uh, congratulations to Greenland Pirates. That's a significant win that's got to help them for the rest of the year. I think it was huge. And I, as the guy, our reporter that covered that game, he said, you know, Lee Larkin, who is he as old as you? Maybe I don't know. He might not be. Might not be that old. But he's he definitely is not. He's older and uglier, and that ain't <laughs> that, saying much. That's for sure. He was dancing, uh, dancing to cool in the gang celebration, you know, in the in the locker room and and uh, doing the cha cha slide or whatever, you know, whatever dance they do, uh, whatever. But anyway, Coach Larkin was in there celebrating with the kids. So. You know, like Rick said, that big, big, big win for Greenland. Congratulations to them. Now, it doesn't get any easier. They got Charleston out of the way. Paul, they got a big game at Mansfield Friday night. Absolutely a huge game. Mansfield, you know, I think you and I were talking. Now we get to see if Mansfield's for real. Mm -hmm. Mansfield, 4-0. First time they've been 4-0 in about 10 years. Uh, Coach Craig Bentley, he and I visited on Saturday, and he was saying that, that wasn't a shock to him. You know, he said, we went and scouted Charleston. We've seen Greenland on film. He said, uh, we saw them in seven-on-seven. Seven. He said, it wasn't as stunning to him as, as it might be to us because he had seen them up close. But he said, Greenland's a good football team. Now, we, we shall see uh, uh, see what Mansfield has. Well, and the better, you know, that Greenland and Mansfield do in that conference, the better it makes that conference as a whole because we know Boonville's going to be, you know, a, mm-hmm. a factor. We know Charleston's going to, you know, they, they they lost Friday night, but they're going to definitely be a factor in the playoffs. You see Greenland elevate their game, and you see Mansfield. I mean, that just makes the whole conference better. And, and, and a team we're not talking about here much is Lamar is 4-0. Yes, absolutely. I mean, you're talking about four or five teams there that, like you said, that gives the, the conference a little more depth because everybody knows that Boonville is, is outstanding. So that, that conference, 3A1 conference, keep an eye on that because there's some teams in that conference that can make some deep some deep playoff runs when that time gets here. Wouldn't you agree, Henry? Oh, definitely. And another thing you have to consider is this year the conference has got all reconstructed. You know, uh, Green, Greenland's not having to make all those trips now to Mountain View and Western Marshall, I mean, uh, Yaleville, and, and yeah. all those. Now they're coming to the south, and I think by doing that, this conference got a lot stronger. Absolutely, it did. So let's jump back up then, back to the seven A. Henry, you were over there and saw Bentonville get their first win, and not only did they beat Harbor, they absolutely just dominated Harbor in that game. Has to be one of the three things that left me Saturday morning scratching my head and saying, "How in the world did this happen?" Uh, I expected a very close a very low scoring game and it did not take place and uh, the big part of it was special teams uh, Harbor constantly shot itself in the foot with a five yard punt, a punt that was blocked uh, Bentonville had a 50 something yard kickoff return after the free kick on the safety had another punt return that set up a touchdown had one called back even because 
uh, Harrison Campbell took a punt return about 60 yards for a touchdown, but it got negated by a penalty. Uh, big deal. They just went back and scored anyway. It, this one got out of hand quickly. So Harbor special teams playing a lot like Arkansas special teams mm-hmm. last week. Yes, uh, very definitely. Uh, there's a nothing special about those teams last week. Were no. It? So big win for Bentonville, getting their first win in conference play, which we knew Bentonville was better than its 0-3 record. They, you know, had games against Midwest City, Oklahoma, and also um, against Conway that were that were games that were winnable games for Bentonville. They had leads in those games. They weren't able to hold on to them. Uh, take a couple of two or three plays out of each game that would have been the difference. And Bentonville would have been three and one going into that game with Harbor instead of zero and three. So we knew Bentonville was certainly better than that than that zero and three record. And that forty four to eight score over Harbor proves that. So Bentonville gets the win in their conference opener. Van Buren, Springdale High also rolled over Rogers Heritage in its opener, and West gutted out a sloppy game win on the road at Fayetteville. So that's your leaders in the 7A West Conference going into week two. So it gets better and better this week. Um, Let's talk about a game over in the 7A Central where Fort Smith Northside, a team that's also started out 3-0, went down to Bryant to play Friday night in the conference opener in the Central. And weather had a big factor in this game, Rick. Yeah, I'm still a little bit puzzled. I wasn't there. I didn't get talked to the coach either, but I think they – I think there was like a, a lightning or rain delay, and then instead of finishing game, I guess it maybe was in the third, late in the third quarter or something, and then Northside said, you know what, let's just, uh, you know, get out of here healthy, we'll take the loss, because we don't want to, you know, come back a couple of days later and play it, a uh, half or uh, a quarter and a half, and I, I guess I could understand that. I don't know their, entirely their situation, because they got to go back to Little Rock the following week, which means they'd have to play like, uh, what, six and a half quarters over six quarters and like five, six days. But um, it's that was just a little strange, and I don't know how I, I would have handled it. It was strange, and we talked about this uh, earlier today. It was a 16 to nine score, is that correct? Or it was seven. 16, seven, 16, 16 to seven, seven game 16, at seven. the time. Um, there's still at least a full quarter and a little bit of the third to play. I mean, Northside was not out of the game, you know, by any means. Um, so it was it was really strange that they would agree to end the game like that. And then not to mention the point differential that could come into play in that in that conference. Um, so Bryant walks out of the game with the with nine points because of the nine point differential, but thirteen is the max. So, you know, they left, you know, four points on the table, and you don't think that's very much, but, it, it, I mean, that could come back and be a factor. If, if let's say, Conway and Bryant end up, you know, tied for second behind North Little Rock in that conference, that four points could be big. Well, and, and no way are we criticized Northside. We just don't know the situation. Even the, uh, the Bryant coach said, I understand. I would have done the same thing. It's just, you know, it's a conference game, and like the scenario you just pointed out, so – uh, maybe it was a financial thing or, or a travel thing. So, I don't know. So, uh, basically, Northside's probably going to be in the playoffs. Maybe it won't make that much difference in the long run. I don't know. And the last game I want to talk about for the podcast is how about Harrison? We've talked about them all year long. We knew that uh, you know that they were going to be a factor in the, in the 5A West. Now, they went to Morton last week, and, I mean, they ran all over Morton. Now, you know, we tempered that a little bit by saying, well, Morton is – 
playing with its at least second string or possibly third string quarterback because the first string quarterback, Chriswell, was injured the first play of the first scrimmage mm-hmm. this year. So he'd lost him, and, and that's was that's a huge loss for them. There's no question about that. Then they lost his backup in the first quarter of the season opener, so another big loss. But that I don't want to take anything away. Harrison, again, we talked about this. Harrison is a very, very good football team. Without a doubt. I mean, we've talked, you know, ad nauseum about Gabe Husky. I mean, obviously they had trouble tackling him as well. Lots of people have had trouble tackling him. Well, I think the Morton coach said, you know, he's he's the best back in the state. And it's kind of hard to argue Bar that enough. right now with, with, uh, with the kind of numbers that he's putting up. Not only just on handoffs, he's a big factor in the passing game. I mean, he's uh, definitely a special talent. There's no question about that. But a big win for Harrison on the road. You know, the Goblins appear to be the team to beat in the 5A West. Um, you know, I don't know if anybody's going to slow down that train. So you could be looking at some good playoff games down the road with with uh, Harrison, Pulaski Academy, Little Rock Christian uh, win. Those are going to be some big, big, big playoffs in 5A. A conference that really uh, – I'm sorry, a class that really doesn't get a lot of publicity in the state because they're kind of the – they're the middle child, so to speak. Um, but, uh, you know, some of the better teams in the state – Look like they're sitting down there in the 5A for sure. So that's it for this week's edition of The Shop, our podcast, the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette podcast. Thanks for being here with us. Don't forget, we'll have our prep rally video later this week at, on our website at, the, at nwadg.com. We also will have full coverage this week, of course, of all the prep action with stat leaders and upcoming st- statistical leaders, conference standings, previews, full coverage, things like that. So be sure and grab a copy of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette pretty much every day, and we'll have you covered from end zone to end zone in prep coverage. So thanks for being here, and we'll see you out of the field this week.